Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the North Fort Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Boyd, and I'm joined this afternoon again by Pastor Stephen Lowry. Pastor Stephen, welcome. It's great to have you this afternoon. It's always a blessing to be with you. Yes. So how are you? It looks just by, you know, seeing your expression here when we record the podcast, it it feels like you enjoy the podcast a lot. I feel like I'm getting to look forward to it every week as we... It's a new format, and I, I like, I guess, the informality of being able to just to talk through things with the person and I've had several people that listen weekly comment on they like that dynamic too that it's just a very uh, personal way to talk about what we're learning uh, consider ways that we're working together as a church. So yeah, I look Definitely. forward to it. Yeah. Church, we're hope, we hope you're having a, a great week so far um, and that things have gone smoothly for you. We hope that um, maybe you, you've been able to have some time to reflect and uh, respond maybe to uh, maybe a new challenge that we started yesterday, um, just the, the daily readings through Romans that we're doing yes. right now. Really encouraging. We're in Romans chapter two today. We were. Um, and yeah. On Sunday, as I promoted, we wanted to begin reading through another book of the New Testament. And uh, really, in my heart, I felt prompted to have us begin to make a journey through uh, the book of Romans. And uh, I hope that you're participating because it's it's one more way that we're allowing the Lord to speak into our lives. And now our, our approach, if you weren't with us on Sunday, is just to read a chapter a day. And um, that will help you slowly move through Paul's letter if he's trying to just highlight some things with us that that would be beneficial to us. Now, I might suggest if this is new to you, and uh, I don't know who's listening to us, so it's a possibility that here we're asking you to start reading through sure. a part of the Bible, and you're saying, well, okay, well, what do I do to, to really benefit from that? I might initially suggest that you make sure you have a translation that you, you can read easily. Uh, some Bible translations, I think, might be a little easier to read than others and so my appeal to you is is just make sure that the the bible version that you're reading is one uh, in terms of the the way that they use the english language is one that just makes uh, more natural sense to you as you would read through it now if all you have say is an older bible and if that's the case it might be the king james version and you're you're saying well do i have to go out and buy a new bible We've promoted on our podcast that there are a number of resources online that you can take advantage of. And I would direct you to a website called BibleGateway.com. Once again, that's BibleGateway.com. And you can actually access any number of translations. And one that I might recommend to you is the New Living Translation. Uh, It's a a thoughtful, I think, approach to the translation uses a great deal of the modern vernacular to help people follow along the, the thought of a given passage. So BibleGateway.com might be one that you take advantage of. Now, I know in the past, uh, Josh, you've mentioned also uh, uh, a resource that you can have on your phone. Yeah, yeah, the, the Version Bible app, we actually just talked about it in one of our, um, our studies that we're doing right now with some of our, our men in our church uh, this past Sunday. But Version's a great tool. It's put out by Life.Church. Um, and it's completely free. Um, there are some paid plans you can access on there, some community plans. But to just get the app and to access virtually anything on there, it's totally free. And like Bible Gateway, um, uh, it has just about every translation there is. And it does have like um, the New Living as yeah. a possibility. And let me illustrate what I mean when we talk about differences of, of translation. Uh, as you read each morning, one thing I might highlight for you is as you're reading, your, your prayer is for God to impress a lesson on your heart, a thought, uh, an impression. 
you may not always understand everything that you read out of a particular chapter, and don't get frustrated with that, especially if you're new in reading uh, the Bible. Just continue to allow God to help you grow in an understanding. But a simple approach would be, as you're reading, to ask God, now, highlight a verse on my heart that may help me respond to you or respond to life in a better way. Well, as I prayed that prayer this morning, the verse that stood out to me out of Romans chapter 2 was verse 4. Now I'm reading from the English Standard Translation. Uh, It reads, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness, referring to God's kindness, and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Now, if I may, let me first comment on on the verse itself. The reason that stood out to me is I fear sometimes I presume on the kindness of God, (laughs) where he wants to help me grow as I would follow him so that I turn away from some things that I should not have in my life. But sadly, maybe what I do instead is I just conclude, you know, God loves me with the love that will never let me go. So do I really need to deal with this? And Paul's point, as he writes in chapter two, is he's really speaking to an unbelieving crowd. He says, listen, don't you dare presume on the kindness of God and allow it to leave you stationary. Instead, realize that he extends this kindness to lead you to repentance. It's it's a window of opportunity for you to, to be able to respond to the Lord appropriately. Well, again, that's how the English Standard Version translates it. Notice just a slight variation from the New Living Translation. Verse 4 reads, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Now, both verses are communicating the same idea. Verse 4 in the New Living Translation, maybe, if again you're newer to the reading of the Bible, it may resonate with you more naturally. My appeal is what you want to do is find a translation that you can listen to, reflect on, and hopefully allow the Lord to encourage you in your own journey of faith. Yeah, definitely. And a really cool thing that goes along with several, I mean, really just about any app that you want to use or any website, there are so many websites and apps that are that are designed with different plans to read through the Bible in a year or read through different books and studies on different books. And there's actually quite a few on Romans. I found yes. that this weekend while I was trying to find the best way to communicate, communicate that to our Bible study. And um, but there are so many plans that you can follow and journey along through the book of Romans that will hold you accountable and it'll automatically match it to whatever translation that, that you're most comfortable with, whatever is the best fit for where you're reading. So um, I guess let's dive into this past Sunday sure. and kind of chat about that. Um, and I know we were kind of continuing our series on James. We just followed up. Um, this was the first service since our solemn assembly yes. service. and. Which, again, as we discussed last Tuesday during the podcast, our solemn assembly service was a a focused time where we were asking the congregation as a whole to allow the Lord to search their hearts, to call them toward repentance if there was anything in their life that might be diminishing his presence, his work, and and through who they were. And again, I thought a week ago it was a a very genuine service. I, I sensed people were responding. And and yet, as we were moving toward this past Sunday, the question that we had as a ministry team is, okay, what do we do? Uh, Do we just return to things as (laughs) 
before, or do we allow some of what God's stirring in our hearts to find its way into our service? So if you were participating in either of our services, we approached it slightly differently. Uh, Both services began with a scripture reading and an opening prayer, honestly, kind of a fresh uh, acknowledgement acknowledgement of repentance, and then we moved on into the service. I mean, what were your impressions as you observed uh, just the dynamic of the service in the contemporary setting? Yeah, well, let me um, start by saying that we had so many faces in the contemporary service. Yes, we did. It was a, a, since I've been here, that's been the highest. It was our largest gathering. Yeah, um, so that was, that was on its own hand, kind of, you know, largely encouraging. But then to see, I think, how... um, how meditating on a passage of scripture and even allowing people to have a moment to reflect and kind of prepare their hearts for, um, the service. And and not that we are, you know, waiting to start our worship service. That's all part of the worship service. That's part of the worship gathering together. But it was so encouraging to see how much more seriously people took the rest of our service after we started on a serious note, I think, instead of, I I don't even know if it was just, where the Lord has stirred my own heart, but I certainly perceived uh, there was there was a fresh dynamic among yeah. us in both services. And, and I, I don't mean to confuse serious with somber either. Yeah. I know there's not a there wasn't a a uh, sad or melancholy. You know, not, there wasn't a bad feeling, and it was just such a. And that's something you can notice from the platform, I think, really easily is how seriously how how seriously engaged the the people in the congregation are. And there was a big difference. Yeah, this it was past like a, a holy hush. Yeah, you know, we were yeah. just our hearts. Uh, of course, we earlier in the week I sent out a letter with twenty four questions that uh, you could ask in preparation to observe the Lord's Supper. And 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 I do think mentally we, as a whole, entered into the service with uh, just a level of, of spiritual desire and yeah. yearning to honor the Lord, to approach the Lord. And could I say, if you are listening, you know that probably should always be our disposition. <laughs> it shouldn't be a rare thing. Right. Uh, it's not that we can't enjoy fellowship and the gladness of seeing those that, that we share faith with uh, when we gather for worship, but I do think mentally, emotionally, uh, if you're waiting for people on the platform to engage you in an experience that moves you to the Lord, you really have put up unnecessary hurdles. You need to yeah. move into the service. Having already asked the Lord, now open my eyes, speak to my heart, help me to be responsive. May nothing uh, be, may I value nothing greater than I value you, O oh Lord. Yeah. And, and That's I, key. I was I was blessed by what I observed. I I thought uh, the whole dynamic of the Lord's Supper was yeah. kind of a special uh, time of renewal. I, I, th- I really think from anyone on the platform to people who have attended both the Psalm Assembly and then this first week since we've been back from that, I think it's so easy to tell that it's just a fresh day in the life of our church right now. This is a fresh chapter right now, and what we're it experiencing is. right now, especially as we're able to get more people in the building. We're able to have more life groups on campus as we're, you know, I, I, I want to hope we're on the tail end of COVID, but we definitely have made progress since we are. since several we months are. ago. It's just, it is a fresh time in the life of our church, and it's so exciting, I think. To, and what's, I think, thrilling to me is I, I, I don't think it's church as usual, and I've been highlighting that over the last couple of weeks, but uh, I think when we see every, everything that's ch- testing us and challenging us across uh, the country today, 
we are realizing the need of the hour is spiritual. We need to draw near to the Lord. We need to give God an opportunity to work through the church to be salt and light, to be a, a loving influence for good in a culture that, uh, let's let's admit it, just seems at times a little bit crazy. Yeah. And, and yet the Lord wants us to be an agency of his love, uh, to be a reflection of Christ. And I think that's beginning to happen. And I, I pray we won't allow anything to suddenly jump into our lives to, to diminish that or to disrupt that but that our simple prayer will remain, Lord, I just want to follow you. Speak, and, and I'll follow. Yeah. I guess that brings us really kind of right into James, talking about speaking and who yes. we're following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably our, our message topic, once again, would not be one that people would would put at the top of their list. I wish the pastor would, would emphasize that our words matter, uh, yeah. because let's all admit that sometimes uh, we allow... Our words to run away with us. We we speak before we think. Uh, we allow the culture to influence even uh, what we say. In particular, with how we interact with others and what we say about others, we are living in 2020 in a culture that really has made, um, I think, language or really conversations, particularly online, almost like a. A, a battle sport. I mean, we're, we're just trying to be hurtful and, mm-hmm. and we've, we've failed to appreciate just how important words are, not only in terms of the interaction we have with others, but from God's perspective, he especially uh, cares about how those who follow Christ express themselves verbally. Yeah. And the point that James make, and I'll just remind you of it. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. In James 4.11, it says, Don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. Of course, the law that we discussed on Sunday that James had in mind is what some could refer to as the royal law, that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. And when we allow our words to become deliberately hurtful, destructive, critical, we begin to use words like a weapon, then we're violating that law. We are not loving our neighbors as ourselves, and and that's just not good. That is absolutely not a healthy place to be. But when we look online, Josh, I mean, sadly— that just seems to be so commonplace. Yeah, and I I have heard it compared to especially the uh, gosh, I don't the political climate right now. Oh my with, goodness. With I mean we could do a sermon series on how to not speak to your neighbor in in a in an election year, but um it's so it reminds me so much of like a a World War 2 dogfight. I mean you have trailing this person that's trying to get away and you get a few shots in when you can and you double back or they turn around back on you. I mean, really, it's the kind of, it's a cut and run kind of fight, this battle almost, and it's so unhealthy. And the real problem where this is playing out online is it's because we we feel the distance. We're not looking at somebody in the face. You're hidden. I think it it emboldens us to say things probably we would never say to a person's face, but because uh, the online experience creates that d- detachment, it opens us up toward just um, a harshness, a cruelty, 
uh, a bitterness that is it's just not healthy. And let me th- add, because of that happening online, I think it does begin to negatively influence yeah. the face-to-face experience because when you start posting things and you vent and you rail against this person and you attack that person uh, and you do it consistently online, then when you're in a private conversation with another person, inevitably you're going to find yourself bringing that same type of critical, hurtful uh, language into the conversation. And if nothing else, you're going to be fighting that mentality the whole time, this, you know, attack and flee mentality that we've developed online. I mean, I think James's guidance to us could not be more timely (laughs) that, you know, we just don't make room to, to allow our words to be hurtful and destructive and undermining. Instead, we we allow Jesus to influence what we say so that we reflect him, whether it's online or in private conversations or in discussions that we're having in a larger group. I've said throughout the James series that when you look at your words, what you, you should appreciate is your words will ultimately reveal either the presence of Jesus' influence or the absence of Jesus' influence. Yeah. If, if I'm... And that's convicting. Oh, <laughs> if I'm mimicking the, the language of the world and I'm taking on the tone of the world and I'm acting out and speaking out like we see so readily around us, then that may be an indication that I'm being more influenced by the world than I am yeah. being influenced by Jesus. The, the remedy, as we noted Sunday, is you just need to consistently humble yourself before the Lord you need to ask the Lord to influence you in ways that would reflect Jesus. I remind you of Paul's description of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Now, as I read these verses, think about them in the context of uh, how these qualities should influence what you say. Paul says the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, when we talk in terms of saying, well, I, I want to reflect Jesus in what I say, but I don't know what that means. Well, just take these two verses. That's what that means. That if your words aren't reflecting love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, then maybe something else is influencing you. <laughs> yeah. And that's not where you want to go. But imagine, if you would, how different we will be from the world if these qualities are influencing what we say, not only the content of what we say, but even the tone, you know, just sometimes even the, I want people to perceive a, a love in the tone of what I say as much as even the content of what is communicated. Josh, as you look at that from the perspective of just the, the personal journey of faith, what has the Lord been helping you to discover? I think in a, gosh, in, in this year particularly, I think there is so much of a need for patience. And I think it's so ironic. I was going to mention this towards the end of the podcast today, um, especially the verse we read in Romans, Romans 2, 4. Um, I, I find so often I'm... I'm not wanting I'm not wanting to ask the Lord opportunities for me to show patience to right. others or to show kindness to others and I know that that's not right directly to do with words but really it is. It is. And, and, I think um, in today's time 
words could be one of the most yeah beautiful ways and you how, communicate love you know we we've joked about that and especially you know in my experience in student ministry we tell students all the time be careful what you pray for because god hears all prayers and if you pray for patience god's going to provide you opportunities to practice that and but really how bold of a prayer is it and something that's been lacking i think in my life especially this year you know what what would it look like in our lives as a church even if we all committed to pray to ask god to show us opportunities to provide patience, yeah. to, to show kindness to other people, to show unconditional love in circumstances, especially what we're dealing with this year with so many, um, so many areas of conflict. I mean, literally anywhere you look, there's a point of conflict, you know, there's a point of tension somewhere and, and more than anything, you know. Well, stress has a way, I think, of testing one's patience. Yeah. And we have been living in an unprecedented, stressful time. Mm-hmm. And and so the remedy, going back to James, is to humble ourselves before the Lord, to know that from Him He can influence the heart, which then influences our our tone, our our, our words, so that we can be a reflection of Him. And so, as you've listened to that today, again, I'm not trying to, to make you feel guilty if you've if you've spoken your mind already <laughs> to someone uh, this afternoon. I just want to remind us as Christ followers, we want to keep coming back to Him. We don't want to be like the world at this point. We want to reflect him in what we say and, and how that's expressed to others. But before we wrap up, I know, uh, Josh, we have several good opportunities yeah. coming up. Uh, remind us of some of them. Well, speaking about, you know, it's really interesting, you know, that we're trying to reflect the presence of Jesus and reflect Jesus' influence um, and how we do that with our words and our actions. We have an opportunity this Saturday um, that we're calling Pray and Go. Um, and this actually... Uh, started, we think we mentioned last week uh, with Mark Oberkram and how mm-hmm. he kind of launched this um, event or this uh, movement, I guess, at his former church and then brought it um, to us. And we thought it was a great idea, so we wanted to run with it. And uh, basically, how that works is we're going to meet here this Saturday. Um, It'll be at 9 30, I think, the yep. north side of the gym. We'll, we'll meet there and we'll kind of give some instructions on how we're going to do things. And then we'll simply just walk across the street. Um, after that, we'll walk over across a couple of the housing additions that are. Um, right to the west of our uh, church here, and we'll um, we'll literally walk through the neighborhood, pray, and then go. Yeah. It's not. Don't be intimidated by it. We're not asking you to knock on anybody's door. In fact, yeah. because of COVID, we're not uh, trying to interact with people directly. It's but very... we want the the community around us to know that we're praying for them and. If you could yeah. give an hour this coming Saturday, uh, you'll receive instructions at 9.30. You'll, if you come with someone, you'll be able to travel that street together. Uh, you'll just walk the length of a, a street. You'll be praying as you go. There's some cards that we'll be able to leave mm-hmm. at the houses that just will inform them that someone was praying for their community today. And we'll also let them know if they have prayer requests, there'll be ways that they can contact the church office yeah. and we can join them in prayer it'll be a very low profile um, event and we're really gearing it towards families i think this is such a cool event for mom and dad if you are listening this week this is such a cool opportunity for you to display christ likeness 
um, and loving your neighbor to your children. It's such a very tangible opportunity for your kids to be involved in uh, loving their neighbor, loving the city that they live in, loving people that that may not know Christ. Um, And there's nothing, we're not selling anything, we're not promoting anything even. There's, I mean, the the card that we're handing out Saturday on people's doorsteps literally says that we've prayed for them, we've wanted to extend hope to them, we hope that God encourages them to do the same, and we'd love to see them at one of our services. That's it. And again, if if this Saturday isn't working for you, we're, we're hoping to come back and to be able to, to do it again, perhaps even before the end of the year. Uh, my wife and I, in fact, this Saturday will be traveling because of an award that my dad is going to receive on Sunday. But uh, if you can, uh, just meet here at the gym at 930. Uh, it will be a great way to extend yeah. hope together, which is our mission as a church as we would go out into the community to pray. But I also want to promote on the 31st, uh, we're still going to be trying to yeah. do something uh, to bless the community. We're calling it a drive through trunk or treat. Yeah, and very COVID-friendly. We're trying, Absolutely. To, trying to be as, um, we're trying to not push comfort levels on anyone. We're trying to adhere um, to the most recent and up-to-date CDC guidelines. And, um, and as I understand, the children will not actually get out of the car. Correct. Uh, we'll have various stations that the it will be a drive through experience where we'll have people positioned to distribute the candy uh, safely. And I think uh, as we were talking with Sally Cook, our children's minister earlier today, we're, we're going to, we have a goal of so many stops. What was that? We have a goal of 12 right. stations. And, and while we are trying to be COVID friendly and we want you to participate in drive through trunk or treat, we also need help with drive through trunk or treat. So if you are, um, maybe you're an empty nester or um, you're a young couple and no kids yet, come be a part, come hang out. Maybe your life group wants to um, to decorate a trunk and there's really no pressure there. If you want to bring some candy, we would love that. But we'll also, ha- you know, we have several people sponsoring candy and we'll have some some of our own candy there. But decorate, come, come hang out, dress it, up. It will be from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. So we're only talking about an hour but uh, pray for that, and if yeah. you can help us with that, as as was indicated, we're we're hoping to have twelve stops. So we are needing uh, some volunteers to potentially enable that to to be accomplished. Some of our life groups have already committed themselves, but to be honest, we need still more volunteers yeah. than those that have yet been committed. So if you can, that's October thirty first. It will be from five to six. If you're interested, email Sally Cook at NorfolkWorth.com. She'll be thrilled uh, to be able to to get you involved and connected with that further. So that's upcoming. Yeah. The last thing before we before we get off of the mics here, tomorrow night we're back in person. Oh boy, we are back. <laughs> we are back. Ready or not? Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I think we're ready. I don't sure know. Sure we are. I don't know. Let it, let's do it. <laughs> we're we are ready. Uh, we're going to be uh, not launching anything new. We're just going to be carrying um, Pastor Stevens' Facebook Live Bible study to an in-person and also <laughs> Facebook Live Bible study. Um, we'll be meeting uh, from six thirty to seven thirty um, in the worship center, uh, and we'll have children's activities as well going on that's right sally will be hosting a similar study they're going to be learning about uh, the the armor of god now i think uh, tomorrow night for the children sally's asking the the parents to stay with the children it will be a family experience for their their opening but uh if you aren't uh 
parents with children, I invite you to join us in the worship center. We'll still practice the same social distancing uh, precautions that we request for Sunday morning experiences. And it will be very similar to the format you've been doing on Wednesday nights. It will be. I'm going to be be seated at a table and... uh, We'll have some, I'm hoping, in the worship center, but most, I know full well, will be watching online. Now, do realize it's 6.30. Uh, Over the last six months, we've been broadcasting at 7.30. I'll I'll be live at 6.30. If your schedule, though, still is is such that 7.30 is what you need, do know you'll be able to watch the the replay replay right afterwards, so you don't have to change anything. Hopefully you'll be blessed as you will connect with us yeah, tomorrow. We'll, we'll have a few songs of worship. We'll have a couple songs there at the beginning. Yes, and we'll, we will. We'll jump into a Bible study. And I'm excited about the family activities, though, the family night. That's going to be really fun. Well, I, I just believe the Lord's bringing our ministry through all of the COVID experiences to a better place. And I think the Lord bringing Sally to be a part of our team and Josh for him to, to bring you to be a part of our team Glad is to be here. enabling us to, to take the steps that we are. And so mm-hmm. we're excited about it. I hope to see some faces out there tomorrow night. Uh, don't yes, disappoint definitely. me. I don't want to be simply looking at Josh at the back of the room. <laughs> hey, well, there there are worse things to look at. There are also better things to look at. But, um, Church, we're excited about the new things that are coming up, the events we've got on the calendar, um, and we'll be sure to post some of uh, those in the description below after this podcast is published. We'll be sure to tag some of the events and the dates and the times that we even mentioned, um, and I'll probably include some links for the resources we mentioned this week. Um, But church, be looking for ways for you to serve. And like I mentioned earlier, just if we could encourage you and maybe even challenge you, be praying for opportunities for the Lord to provide you to show kindness to practice patience be um, asking for ways where you can really that's a hard prayer that that yes, james that james 411 prayer is hard uh, but be looking for ways where um, we can not speak evil against others or we can practice patience instead of lashing out or reacting in negative ways um, but we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night for our Wednesday night activities for family night and also for the Bible study um, and be asking uh, your life group leader be in conversation with them whether by text or a group chat or email be looking for um, when your group is going to start meeting back in person or maybe on zoom uh, however that's going to look for you guys but uh, we're so encouraged by um the continuing growth that we're experiencing through COVID and how people are starting to open up and, and we're able to start new things like this podcast, for example, so many yes. new things that are launching in the life of our church, but we're praying for you this week. We love you. We hope that God provides unique opportunities for you to love people this week and to extend hope. Um, and so we'll see you tomorrow night and then back again on Sunday. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.